Hello, I'm Claire Cooper. And I'm April Wilde. It's time to kick back, relax, and surrender. Surrender. Welcome to With Intention Podcast, a place where we grow, we flow, we delve deeper, and peel back those layers and just learn a little bit more. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to With Intention Podcast. So happy you're here and listening to today's episode. It's a it's a game-changing one today and we have a brilliant guest. So interesting and life-changing. I've got April waiting. I have our guest waiting. But first, I just want to thank everybody who has been listening to our podcast, that has been sharing, reviewing, also subscribing to our mailing list. Thank you so much. And so many of you have been visiting our website and downloading our digital products. And you've been letting us know that you're already feeling the benefits. And that's music to our ears. Thank you very much. Right. Let's talk about today. So the person we have on has actually helped me so much with my health. And uh, I met her about six, seven months ago while I was pregnant at a mutual friend's blessing way. And I was instantly drawn to her warmth, her knowledge, her wisdom. She was so open and she was so informed. And yeah, I said to her on that day, I have to get you on the podcast. And it's taken a bit of time to get her on because life gets in the way and we all get very, very busy. But I'm so happy that she's here. Her CV is incredible. It backs everything that she says and her passion it's undeniable and you will hear it in everything that she talks about today. So a very, very big warm welcome to Nicola Sharnock, an incredible nutritionist. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much. What a nice introduction. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to be on this. I think, well, I feel very strongly about kids' health, family nutrition, you know, how we can support the whole family, basically, with lifestyle changes, food and supplements. And so I think that's I, how I, I think that's how we got talking because I talked to you about ocean and I was saying, well, I feel like he needs a bit of support. And you, it was straight away you said benzonite clay, but we'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk about that um, uh, shortly. But uh, you guys haven't met properly yet, April and Nicholas. So well, I think you have a lot in common. So I think it's going to be a really, really interesting conversation today. Oh yes, I'm so excited because um, all of this on health and supplementation and just living the best life really I think us us three can resonate a lot with that and talking about women's health in particular I run a lot of circles and different things so I think we're going to have so many questions for you today <laughs> but to get us to get us going we'd love to know a little bit more about you your background and um, how this all began because I know it's a really beautiful journey that you're on at the moment and, I, and it started somewhere very different so where did it start uh, yeah, so originally I trained as a sports rehabilitator, so like a sports physio um, over in Salford. I worked for Man U. I got some great um, work with England rugby, sell sharks, worked with England swimmers. So it was it's been it's been great. And then I ended up working with uh, bands and going all over the world, which is fantastic. So that's a bit random, and it was all good fun. And that was part of my journey, really, in my twenties. Um, and then I started to realise that to really fix someone, excuse the expression, you're sort of polishing a turd by just doing physio and, you know, giving them some exercises that, let's be honest, most people don't do, unless they're athletes and they're paid to do it and they have to do it. You know, Joe Bloggs, who's got back pain, doesn't tend to do his exercises or her exercises that often. So, you know, you, you don't really get to the crux of it. When you start getting into their lifestyle, into what they eat, how they sleep, what's going on with them in and around that injury? Because at the end of the day, the injury they've come in with 
was just something that broke the camel's back. It was it was it was under the surface for a long, long time. So you know, you need to look further, even further than posture in the way that person moves. It is all about everything that they do in that life, you know, that's come to that point where they've met you. So then I decided to start training as a naturopathic nutritionalist. So I went down to London to CNM. Um, very hard course, but definitely worth it. Um, and since then, I've, well, I had two babies whilst I was training. So my everyone thought when I was doing the course, I would then just move straight into sports nutrition because that was just a given. That's what she works with. It's obviously what she's going to do. Then I got obsessed with pregnancy and I get quite obsessed with wherever I am in my life. So, yeah, pregnancy was a big thing for me. And then I was like, imagining how I could help other mums get pregnant, um, you know, and, and then, you, then, then you have these wonderful pieces, wonderful, wonderful pieces, wonderful babies. And, and then you start trying to figure out how to supplement them or how to how to better just better the life of that baby, don't you? So then I got into to baby nutrition, which I'm very much into now, and I tend to specialise a lot with young babies. Now, my youngest daughter then started to have seizures when she was two, which is just around the area of, well, the time of COVID. So with that, I, I then started specialising more so um, in children's brain health. Um, so she she has um, a, a type of epilepsy. So now I, I work a lot with kids that have seizures, have ADHD, different behavioural problems, you know, all the way up until teenagers as well. So that's kind of where I've got to. <laughs> this is so interesting. What a journey you've been on. I mean, you know, the more and more we keep hearing like me and Claire, the people we've had on the podcast, like there seems to be like a rise as well in, in children's health issues. And I, I myself teach like baby yoga, children's yoga. But they're like, why, why do you think it is that? There's a lot more things going on in in children's health these days. Is it because of the rise in junk food and processed foods and all of that kind of thing? Well, I, th- I think it's 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 everything, isn't it? Everything is so much more concentrated than it was before. So stress levels within the house tend to be a lot higher. Toxins in the house and in the in the environment are a lot higher. You know, I mean, even the water we drink is it's got more chemicals in than it ever has been. On the other side of trying to feed your children really good food with the high nutrients, that's also quite hard because the soils now are less potent in vitamins, well, in minerals in particular. So we're not being able to give the children or us ourselves, you know, a, a mineral rich diet. So and, and then on the other end, we're having a lot more toxins and a lot more pressures, you know, emotionally and environmentally. So we're on one end, zapping our vitamins and minerals at a much faster rate than we were before to try and cater for the extra toxic load. Mm. And then we're not putting in at the same amount our vitamins and minerals and goodness to help our body cope with those sort of, you know, issues. It seems, it seems like more post-COVID as well, like we think about the sanitization of that time. I mean, a year or two of these sprays and, um, I mean, gosh, I went over to America after COVID as well and they were literally, they'd have... a uh, jets coming over like spraying the land with these chemicals and it's just like shocking how the whole it seems more so ever than ever we have more toxic overload and we've got to start really making strict boundaries in our lives where you know filtered water and um, kids nutrition is so high and our health like prioritizing ourselves is so important isn't it yeah oh yeah absolutely I mean uh, I was actually having this conversation with a client yesterday you know she's like she's really healthy 
and her son has been nothing but sick. He he was born in, in COVID. She unfortunately was quite poorly during COVID as well. So her gut health wasn't the best. So, you know, I'm like that could have been a contributing factor. But she's she'd been into hospital and they did said every kid now, you know, is coming in since COVID. They haven't got the immune system that they, they would normally have. They're not coping with bacteria. And I think, yeah, there is that 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 we've had this sanitization. Um, and also not actually, you know, within the community mixing that well. Yeah. So we've not had the variety of bad bacteria. And we can put so much good bacteria in and strengthen our immune system that way. But one part of our immune system needs to be challenged. You know, and if we're not having, you know, different strains of bad bacteria coming in to challenge our immune system for it to recognize, oh, that's foreign. I need to make some, some you know, force against this and push it out and make a healing response, something comes in now and we just haven't got the tools within us, mm. you know, because we just haven't haven't been, um, you know, exposed to these things. So I think it's that and over sanitization. So if um, so, if someone was to come to you, obviously they've come out, the whole situation of COVID, the over sanitization that's going on, and they come to you and they say, okay, I just, I'm just, actually, you can you use me as help. an example. I feel like I'm really tired you know, obviously I'd had a baby, but I was really, I felt really depleted in a lot of things. And we talked and you, you've thrown in a few things that have really, really helped me along with your own special mix, which we can talk about as well. But it was just all the little things that I needed to adjust. So yes, it's, yeah, it's this get up and go, uh, cacao, cacao, sorry. Cacao. <laughs> um, but you mixed it up for me and you, you obviously took a few things out of there because obviously I'm breastfeeding um but it's amazing and it really does live for me but for those for someone that would come to you and they go okay I'm feeling really depleted what where would we start Would we start with uh, gut health where, where would we where would you look initially yeah we definitely look at gut health um whilst you're breastfeeding I'd also you know if someone came to me and they weren't breastfeeding I'd, I'd look I'd look very much on liver health as well uh but as you're breastfeeding at the moment what we can't do is, is start trying to detoxify more the liver because that could go into your breast milk if you've got toxins sat there. So we need to um, we need to just leave the, leave the liver alone for now, support the gut. But it, you, a lot of mums don't don't realise once they've had the baby, the baby is feeding off you, isn't she? He or she, yeah. So, um, well, no, he. But I'm going to say it's everyone, he or she. Um, so he's then going to be stripping you. Um, of all your nutrients, you know, they're very greedy. You know, some some of us tend to say, oh, no, parasite sounds a bad word, but babies, you know, they, they, they are, they they don't care. They suck absolutely everything that's good out of you, which is great because that's what they need. But then that leaves you very depleted. And I think a lot of mums don't consider that, you know, within their plan post, you know, post-pregnancy. And I think this is why, you know, they're very low in iron, very low in minerals, very low in B12, and and they're just they're just depleting all the time whilst the baby's getting stronger and stronger and, and you need to put more good stuff in. So with you, for instance, I started with the minerals, didn't I? Yes. With the sea minerals. So these are from a company for, for called called from called the Health Factory, and they're called Okinawa Sea Minerals. So these are super high in. Oh, you've got some there, brilliant. Mm, yeah, drinking it now, it's lovely. Yeah. In calcium and magnesium. So just for mums out there to know, it takes at least two years for your bones to remineralize after giving birth. So if you're thinking about having children in quick succession, 
You've got to think way beyond the kids and you've got to think about your bone health. You know, don't start worrying about it perimenopause when you start depleting in calcium. You need to look at it now. You need to be pre- well proactive, really, and think, right, that baby is, you know, loads of stuff out of me, which is great. And I can easily replenish that with something like this. So putting all these minerals, this has basically got 74 trace minerals in that we should have from the soils, but we unfortunately don't have in the soils anymore. Um, and we can put all that in. But then it's so high in calcium and magnesium in the right forms and it's super absorbable. So we need calcium, magnesium. Oh, my God, do we need magnesium? We need magnesium for so many things. In the morning, we need it for energy. We need it to, you'll realise, when I, you'll go, oh, I know this, right? Um, you'll need it for energy. You need it for uh, balancing blood sugar. Who has massive cravings when they're when they're breastfeeding and stuff constantly? Because you're tired. When you're tired and stressed or not being able to sleep, same difference really. Your body's under stress. It uses magnesium at such a magnificent rate. You will not be getting it through your food fast enough to replenish what's going on. Yeah. So you need to supplement with magnesium. I mean, food sources that are high in magnesium, the highest nuts are cashew nuts. So I'd get those in. Um, but taking a supplement is definitely encouraged. Um, yeah, so magnesium also helps calm the nervous system. So, you know, when you, you're in fight or flight all the time, you need some magnesium. It's known as the human tranquilizer for a reason. Another way like, when, Sorry, can I ask oh, that? Magnesium as well. Can you get it? I went to this float therapy place the other day and they put loads of the magnesium salts in. Can you yes. pick it up through the bath, like through salts yes. enough? Yes. Or not. Yeah, that's funny because I was literally just about oh. to say. And also, there is <laughs> magnesium salts. Yeah. So magnesium salts, you can get Epsom salts or magnesium salts. Depending on your DNA, depends on whether you absorb Epsom salts as well as you would magnesium. So just to cut that out, I just tell everyone now, I did you say, oh, yeah, get Epsom salts. I do tell everyone now just to go straight for the magnesium salts. So then if you are one of those people that doesn't absorb it. So translingual absorption is absorption is amazing uh, for all of us. It's really handy when you're supplementing with kids as well, because then sometimes things are a bit awkward to get into them. Um, so it's really helpful that you can use the skin as a vessel to get stuff into their body. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I'm very much a, with my supplements, I sort of encourage translingual absorption. So it's under the tongue. Or transdermal absorption, so it's through the skin. So unless the supplement needs to be in the gut to do its good work, I would encourage someone to take it through the skin or through the tongue because we yeah. we know that our digestive systems are compromised. Even, Is that you know, the same with like B12 then? Because I know that us being plant-based, a lot of people say try not just to take B12 through just a normal supplement. You need to have it like in a liquid form. It's so much better because it gets into your bloodstream yeah it's miles better so um yeah i use a a company called biocare Um, yeah yeah yeah, and there's something called methyl folgard so you get it and you and you drop it under your tongue now that's also combined with b9 so a lot of people don't realize when you're supplementing with b12 you should always combine that with b9 because the body can um hide deficiencies between the two so just to sort of bank that you are okay, make sure you put folate, which is B9, and B12 together. Now, that form is also, I don't know if you want me to go into methylated vitamins and minerals and the difference, but there is, yeah? So B vitamins, <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll just, B vitamins, 
you've got your B6, B9 and B12. Mm-hmm. So you're plant-based, so you probably know quite a lot about B12. Mm-hmm. B12 is, you know, needs to be there. Say say a lot of mums are low in iron. So they might get more iron put into them, yeah, whether it's through the doctors or through someone like me, you know, you'll be taking iron. Um, if you take the doctors one, it might interfere with your digestive system. So it might make you more sluggish and you might not want to take it. There are plenty of other transdermal ions that don't affect your digestive system. I'm just saying that, just putting it out there because a lot of people don't. But what's also important is every mineral needs to be combined. It's basically got a marriage with a mineral. So every vitamin, every vitamin has got a marriage with a bit, with a mineral. So your iron works with B12. Yeah. So you've got to be very mindful that if you're low in iron or you're low in B12, so if you just put iron in and you don't address the B12, you won't feel any better. Right. That's interesting. Because it has to have both present in the body and vice versa. So if you're low in B12 and you're going for B12 um, injections, but you haven't had your iron checked, mm. you know, that might be why you're like, this injection is not working. It's because you haven't got the other team players to make that metabolic reaction work. So... B vitamins need to be, well, they don't need to be, say 75% of us hold a DNA SNP that then will not allow us to break down our B B vitamins. So this is a problem with B9 and B12. So B6, B9 and B12 together look after all our methylation. So methylation means the um, exchange of toxins out of each cell, getting rid of all the byproducts and the chemicals within a cell. And then in the liver, it's detoxification. You need those B vitamins present. If you're eating them or supplementing them in a form that aren't methylated, aren't already pre-broken down, and your body can't break them down, there's no point in you having them because your body can't do anything with them. Just it just release them then, I guess. It just gets them out of the system. Just, yeah, they're just they're just nil and void. Mm. So people you would you tend to find this like people say, if you ever if you have a drink and you you really you're really hungover afterwards and you you can't shake the hangover up, that's a big sign that they can't methylate. People right. that have got in their in their family history, they've got high blood pressure, cholesterol, and diabetes. That's another big red flag to say you aren't being able to absorb your B vitamins. So looking at at, at parents when the well parents or pregnant ladies when they're trying to look at supplements for prenatal you know those are the things they need to consider as well they need to consider a supplement that has methylated b vitamins within them else they won't be getting the goodness out of those b vitamins in said supplements yeah because i think i took in my pregnancy well i'm, I'm 36 weeks now but i was taken earlier on i know it's more important in the first one and two trimesters but um it had all the B12 and it had all these different, it was from like wild nutrition. I don't yeah. know any good, but yeah. um, it seemed great. But then I thought I'd take, so I did take the Spartone water as well for some extra iron. Uh, yeah. Do you think that's quite good, the water like version of the iron as well to go along with um, it? Or not really? I think it's okay, yeah. No, I, I would prefer to do the one that's translingually absorbed. So it's from the same company, you know, the the, the health factory. Oh, great. I know everyone else can't see. I'm showing you the bottle. Um, But yes, you hold it in your mouth for 30 seconds and it's absorbed like through your mouth and then it just falls straight into your blood. Yeah, I think my kids would prefer that as well because I did get some B12 for them. They actually prefer taking it liquid version because sometimes they don't like chewing on tablets, do they? Or like supplements. No. And they need it more than ever these days because I think even though I do order organic food, 
you know, they, they, they eat at such different times. Like we're more set in as adults. We're quite good at getting our nutrients in. Well, some of us, but, um, they're just a bit more free, aren't they, with what they eat? So they do need a few supplements on the side. Yeah, um, I totally agree. I mean, it's your um, it's your insurance policy that they've actually they've got in what they need to get in, you know. And then then you don't need to worry, and they can just enjoy playing, can't they? You know, <laughs> eating for them is a sort of secondary thing, and I and I, I quite like the fact that it is that they have more time and space in the brain to think about something else. You know, they shouldn't need to worry about what they're eating. They should need to worry about what they're playing with. Yeah, because with kids as well, because I, I never get that over-concerned. I mean, we did, interesting actually, with the River, my my first little girl, we were so conscious about what she ate. And, like, we actually had her on mostly raw foods and, like, live foods from fermented foods and stuff from when she, up until she was two or three. Which um, is amazing for prebiotics. But, yeah, and it, I think that really did help her gut and everything. But then... I started to, you know, sometimes you get set on, oh, they have to have like these three, four, you know, three meals a day with a snack. But then I realized, actually, they just eat when they're hungry and you've got to make space for that. We're very set on our eating habits. It's actually good for kids to have fasting periods and then to eat big meals. Absolutely. I mean, this is, I I think the school hate me across the road because I'm like, no, my kids don't snack. Oh, don't get me started on puddings. I can't. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on Haribo. Oh, my my gosh. I'm trying oh, to work the honestly, school at the yeah. moment. I can, I've stopped the school a few times. Oh, I've said to the school, um, like, I went in for a meeting and said, like, because they didn't really have many plant-based options as well. And I was like, I, but I don't even care about it being vegan. I just want them to eat more vegetables. I want them to have an option of three or four vegetables every day. And um, I, I tried on the Haribo. I said, you know, could we not just have some gelatin-free, like, other alternative sweets or something? But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... I'm kind of like, why are we giving kids something that then, that then you know, they've, they've say been really, really well behaved. So let's give them a treat. Mm. Then they have a treat. And then half an hour later, Johnny's being shouted out for misbehaving. I'm like, yeah. well, you've just given him something that will then stimulate a response of bad behavior. Well, just, you know, excitability, no focus, won't be able to concentrate. And it's like, well, you've just done that. Why are we doing that? Why don't we give them a book or a coloring book because at the end of the day kids really what they want is time don't they they want time with you they're not really that bothered about the sweets I don't think I think you're right I think we forget as well the importance of actually what they eat what they have first thing in the morning is going to have an effect on how they behave in that day so if they start yeah. with a, and I've even got into it recently I was so health conscious of but now I've got nearly four kids I've started letting them have a bit of cereal <laughs> yeah, in the morning. Now, isn't it? I know it's getting serious, but I've, I've started to relax a bit. Um, I do order from Apple and Cole, so it's a very healthy, like organic place. But I've started letting them have cereal in the morning. But I know that they do so much better if I make them like a chia pot or like um, a porridge or something that's got some, I can add some herbs and things in. But I just, you know, it's easier. Uh, but then I know they do react in different ways. If I give them like sugary cereal, it's not the It's good. really interesting, isn't it? But I mean, if you do, if you do end up giving them, you know, the odd, the odd cereal, just adding some chopped nuts and stuff, you know, to boost the proteins. Obviously, they can't take nuts into school, so I sort of overload my kids in the morning. Um, so then they oh, that's can't. That's a good idea because it balances yeah. their blood sugar levels as well, doesn't it? Though? Yeah, chai mm. seeds. So if you're giving them porridge, put more chai seeds into the porridge. Ah, uh, yeah. So then you've got high omega threes, high protein. It's really gentle on the digestive system. It makes them feel full and satiated. So it will, they will keep going until lunchtime. And is it better to soak? Would you put the porridge yes. oats in the fridge overnight? Is that better for digestion? I would, yeah. 
It depends. Chai seeds are great for two functions. One, you could give them raw. If if you, your child or you were um, slightly constipated, mm. you know, it acts like a brush and it brushes through the colon. But if you want it for the benefits of protein, um, omega-3s, it needs to be soaked else it won't be absorbed through the gut lining. Right. Okay. So, yeah, going, so, so now we're talking about the gut, actually, because I, I do want to touch on this because um, – Obviously, really, I, I know that we give Ocean something that you recommended, which is brilliant. But what do what can someone that's uh, pregnant, uh, not pregnant, uh, breastfeeding, what can they take in terms of probiotic? Is there something other? Is it kimchi? Can you you know? Is it? Would you recommend something like that, or is there something a supplement out there that we should be taking? Um, for probiotics, well, I mean, probiotics. There's a million probiotics. I know. When you're looking at minefield. probiotics, I know it's a minefield. So simply, when you're looking at a probiotic to to buy as a supplement, shall we say, or even if you're looking at live yogurts, the probiotic, if you know it's been like clinically tested and is, you know, a viable a viable strain that actually does what it says, uh, it should have numbers behind it. Oh, right. So that's a good one. So that's like, I'd look on that. So if your live yogurts have got lactobacillus, but there's no number by it, it's probably not strong enough for, you know, you might think, well, that's great. And it's great to integrate in integrate it into my diet for me and the kids um and it won't be doing no good but at the same time you think well, well i need some clinically strength you know some practitioner strength strains to get in there but also what you know you've probably been taking have you been taking the same probiotics you know you mentioned before that you think your gut was all right but now you're getting some reappearing symptoms of ibs mm. and things mm. so do you regularly rotate your probiotics well i've <laughs> It's an interesting one. I think I've got a bit lazy with it, to be honest. I think I do try and eat fermented foods and things like that. Um, I think because I had such a strict routine, I'll, I'll just give you a brief summary of what happened. Because it was when I was 18, I traveled around the world, actually, with two friends. Uh, but I had a motorbike accident um, when I was very young. And I, I split my arm open. There was loads of stitches and all this stuff. But they put me on a course of antibiotics for three months which was horrendous. I, I didn't even think about it at the time. I was in like Australia, but it kept getting badly infected. And then I got to Singapore and they put me on another strain of antibiotics. But you know, when you're an 18 year old, you're all about living life, going out. Um, I didn't know at all that I could have yeah. been eating really good foods to help with the probiotics. And that I could have done a course of anti- um, probiotics after the antibiotics. So yeah, I mean, then, you can do it. You can take a, you can take probiotics, certain ones, with, whilst you do it. Yeah, yeah, this is it. And I wish I just had no idea. So I was away for a year, got back. Uh, at the time, you know, there's lots of things like what we can touch on later. But I was on the contraceptive pill, and which I think wreaked havoc with my periods and my hormones. I got back, and basically, I developed um, IBS, and to the point though where I looked about six months pregnant. I was only 19 years old. My period stopped for two years. So I had severe like hormonal issues because it came off the pill when I got home. And then I also started developing psoriasis. So all of my body had red patches. And I, since then, that's when I started looking into diet and health and nutrition. And it actually probably got me down this line of owning my own vegan cafe and all this stuff. But at the time I did really well with the probiotics and eating good foods. And I did eventually heal it. But I think... I don't know if you believe this as well, but when you go back through pregnancy and postnatal, it can trigger these hormones or these responses. To Absolutely. So yeah, and now I'm at a point where I do I'll say I'll, I'll eat something that I think is quite healthy, like a bit of cacao with medicinal mushrooms and I'll make like a tonic, but then I can suddenly just bloat out. 
And I think, oh, maybe I'm not taking. So it would be helpful, actually, if you recommend a probiotic or something that I could take uh, now. Yeah. yeah. So there is there's there's certain prebiotic fibers mm. that will feed. It's something called oleosaccharides. And they feed some, basically, depending on what bacteria you've got in your gut, which after what you've just said then with bloating and stuff, pretty much no. Mm. Um, so there's certain certain prebiotic strains, which will, they're basically the perfect food for that bacteria, which is why you feel bloated after you've eaten them. Right. So you'd have to strip right back on your prebiotic fermented foods um, and just take a specific, have I got one here? Yeah. So the one I've got in my hand now, obviously you can't see it. <laughs> is um you can see it yeah so it's it's an in vivo um and it's a prebiotic it's called goss right so for me goss is the new foss it's going to be it'll come out soon and just remember you heard it here first <laughs> oh, no so basically you've got foss which is a prebiotic that's quite inulin and foss yeah you've probably heard of those two prebiotics mm. before mm. now they're great but for certain strains of bacteria they can cause more bloating so in those instances, you wouldn't have that strain of prebiotic. You would have GOS. Okay. So that's, it's basically, it's sensitive to that said bacteria that you've probably got lingering in there. So do you could, think then, oh, sorry. sorry um, so would anybody just sort of start with GOS rather than FOSS then? Well, in my opinion, yes. That's okay. exactly what I'm thinking. So yeah, so it's a bit like there. Well, most people can't break down B vitamins. So why put any in like that and just get them methylated? It's the same sort of thing. Um, I'm actually trying to find um, a company at the moment that will will give me high amounts of goss so I can put that in my get up and go. Um, yeah, yeah, instead of using inulin and foss. Um, how, how can we touch on then how to avoid this? So say for our kids or going forward to, to relieve ourselves of maybe you're quite healthy, but you don't want to have gut health issues. You don't want to develop IBS and all this. I feel very strongly that antibiotics at that time the health system let me down and really triggered me to have a bad response so yeah would you say before, I would say just... always always give probiotics if you've got look there are a need sometimes for antibiotics and the you know I mean I think they may be used a bit too much and people jump on the bandwagon with them a bit too much but I think more and more people now are becoming more conscious that perhaps that isn't the only way that we can fix something um and it's definitely you know in most cases it's it's not because of the secondary effects it brings so with education now, hopefully people, I mean, there are some doctors now that do suggest taking probiotics with antibiotics. You know, I think that should be a given. Um, and unfortunately, if the NHS can't provide that, I really think we should go all out to get that ourselves to support our bodies. Um, There's so much yeah. these days that they recommend, like even when I teach like baby yoga and things, I'd say probably about 50% of the class have their kids on some sort of like colic relief or ear infection so you know like some kind of supplement like uh, not supplement medicine um and I always feel like there is let's talk about maybe like what you would do in that instance like first aid kit maybe for kids like how could we address or for ourselves what would be the first turning point to go to like herbs did you say or like uh something well, it's tricky isn't well, it so when they're born I, oh, I I've always started any kids that I work with straight away on a certain set of um strains of, of, of probiotics that you make within the womb right. and also look at what probiotics you might get when you go into the birth canal mm. um, because if they've had a c-section they won't have picked those probiotics up so I look at the mother while the baby's still in the womb and try and get we know now that there's quite a lot more 
probiotics, well, good, good, well, strains of good bacteria that go through into the placenta and into the baby. So we can really start working on their immune system and gut health before they pop out. And then, you know, you address the, uh, well, mechanics of how they actually came out, whether it is that it was a natural birth, if it was forceps, you know, if it was traumatic, if anything went on, if it was a long labor, if it was stressful, then you think, right, well, what do they make in the last two weeks of birth? Give them that as well. Um, so you just go through their timelines of, of what strains they need. You know, they can't have every strain the minute they've come out. So you just need to, we need to just keep gradually putting in these different strains. Our body's like a, a tropical rainforest, isn't it? We need different animals, different species, different to, to make it all work in harmony. So from a baby, that's what we want to be working on. You mentioned herbs. So I work with a lot of babies that have got tongue tie, and I'm sure there's probably a lot of listeners on here that are struggling with babies. They've had tongue tie. They might have had it um, snipped and released, but then it's attached again. It might be that they didn't really need the... I work with, a, with an osteopath as well over in Knutsford, and I had a conversation with her on Monday actually about this, and she's finding that a lot of the kids that are coming through if they actually went to have their jaws and necks realigned, well, not realigned, released, shall we mm. say, sometimes the tongue just comes straight out. Right. So it isn't that they actually needed to have it snipped, you know. It could have just been birth, like trauma, maybe they were holding It could have been tension. trauma in the birth, yeah. yeah. And then once that's released, mm. they can then, you know, they can then latch perfectly well and they're not tongue-tied at all. So that's, you know, if there is someone out there that's just had a baby and they're listening to this, Get yourself to an osteopath. That will be the first port of call before you sort of start thinking, oh, it's tongue-tied. And and then, I mean, it might, you know, it might be both. But then you work on sort of the, you know, musculoskeletal side as well as just going down the medical side and getting it snipped. So the problem with tongue-tie is you can't, they can't latch, they can't suck. So our initial stage of digestion, which I think I'm talking about this in, at length because it happens and, and this is where it starts with poor digestion. And if I talk to the parents, a lot of them have realized later in life they were tongue-tied and they've also got IBS, bloating, constipation, all this. And it all starts with digestion. And initially, we need to make digestive enzymes. Mm. Digestive enzymes are key. It isn't what we eat. It's what we digest that is the important thing. Um, and, and it's and, people, it's education on this because I think uh, yeah. a lot of people don't realize like how pivotal pivotal and <laughs> like importantly like microbiome is when a baby's when we're first born what we're exposed to and like but how important things like breastfeeding are and even if you do have trouble with breastfeeding there's so many options out there like with donor milk like I donated all my milk with my previous children to people who couldn't feed their babies and like there's there's options there or skin to skin simply like always having the baby on your chest and letting them absorb your microbiome and there's so much, but then like the, all the things you're saying as well, like probiotics and yeah. Um, I mean, the, the digestive enzymes. I think this is where it where it where it really starts because if you don't break down your food and like see these babies, they can't break down the proteins, and then they might be told, right, well, you're lactose intolerant, yeah, and and put them on other sort of synthetic formulas, things. Mm. formulas, yeah. Whereas it might be that they are struggling to latch on, not being able to make the digestive enzymes. So it's not that they've got an allergy. It's it's that they can't tolerate it because they haven't got the enzymes there to break down said protein. So if we can then, so you said herbs before. So mm. we, I can then say, right, well, I suggest these digestive herbs that you can then give the baby. 
So then the baby can have the digestive enzymes to break down the food. Because what happens is the undigested food moves into the small intestine. And mm. that is a bit like inulin to you, food for bad bacteria. Mm. So then the bad bacteria starts thriving and it takes over. So when we talk about bacterial strains, good or bad, we need, you know, we've all, we all carry E. coli, but it's just very low. We all carry strep. It's just very low. Mm. You know, the problem with the reason why I look strep's really on the rise at the moment, isn't it? It's, you know, there's been, it's been quite bad. It's, it's because the good bacterial strains aren't high enough to keep the bad bacterial strains low where they're supposed to be. So it's when the bad bacteria starts winning. So it's a war that we need to win with good bacteria all the time. We need to keep the low bacteria present but low and an array of strains of bacteria. So that's why I mentioned to you, do you rotate your probiotics? I see. We, yeah, it's important so we need to have breaks as well in between, is it? Well, you don't have to have breaks. You just keep changing the strains. So you might go for a lactobacillus. So lactobacillus and probiotics, you know, women need those in particular. Say we've got um, a lot of uh, urinary issues or, um, you know, uh, women like womb issues, reproductive Mm -hmm. organ issues, PCOS, hormone issues, all that sort of stuff that's coming from our reproductive organs. Lactobacillus is one of the main food sources for good bacteria in our reproductive organs. Right, okay. And then you've got other strains that look towards, um, yeah, more strains that look towards your like, urinary system, actually. And then, you know, you've got more strains that look towards heart health. Oral microbiome is absolutely massive. So I don't know, have any of you even considered your oral microbiome? I need to, I need to write all these down after. No, and I know, <laughs> I need to, I'm totally going to WhatsApp you and say, right, I need this for Fionn, I need this, I need this for me, this for Emmett. I know, well, I'm sorry. I'm not great. I'm a bit like verbal diarrhea when you get me talking. No, it's so good. I can just sit and listen to you because you're a fountain of knowledge and it's so helpful and insightful. And actually, you really helped me with Ocean because we started him on Dr. Dr. Good. Yes, this is amazing. And I'm giving and he loves it. And I give it him every morning. And um, it's I'm starting to see the, the benefits now. You know, we're on our second bottle now and I'm really seeing just his whole well-being, everything sort of... Yeah, adjusting. I mean, I think we've got to make the emphasis that there is a, a huge connection between gut and brain. So you will notice, if you look after your kids' guts, you will notice that their concentration's better, their moods are better, they're more steady, they're happier, you know. Well, isn't it true? Not- like, isn't there more bacterial cells in our body than human cells? I find that so fascinating. Um, yeah, yeah. And I just is. find that, like, we don't show appreciation to what our body's naturally doing like the bacteria and it's not like every day we think about oh what's my gut doing today but it it runs the major functions in our body and it it connects all the organs and yeah mm. it drives us I mean I think more and more yes it is right um I've forgotten um the the surgeon guy that just that did bring this up didn't he Um, oh I've got his book over there I can't see his (laughs) name I know who you mean Um, I can't think (laughs) oh yeah I'm looking going I'll just walk over there and I'll look right um, yeah, so basically, he's he's come, he's he's opened up the the thought that we're about eighty five percent other organisms, bacteria, and parasites, well, and fifteen percent DNA. It's fascinating, so, and we really need is. to pay attention. I mean, and, we and do. Would, would you say then? So, what are the top tips? Would you say so? Obviously, we've got supplementation. Which we've talked about probiotics and all these things. What other things? Like, do you think stress reduction is massive? what we eat like what kind of 
health diet what would you recommend to people like in if we're starting from the basics if there was three top things they could do to help the gut health and boost their body what would be the top uh, thing? make sure that they've got good healthy fats mm-hmm. so if you think you need good healthy fats in the gut to then be able to make healthy hormones for brain health for well every function in the body whether it's energy sleep you know thought processes your heart health so good fats, so nuts, and seeds, uh, avocados, nuts, seeds, kind of avocados. Stuff. If you um, if you are plant based, mm. there is a fish oil. I mean, they do a fish. They actually do a catch free one as well. Do you take the bear biology? Mm, no. no. Yeah, they do a catch free one as well. Okay. But then this is really good. So it's like basically omega threes. Mm. Yeah, healthy healthy fats and omega threes are great for the production of hormones in your gut lining. Um, and great for mental health and reducing inflammation at a cellular level. So without getting all sciencey, that's just yeah. really, really good for you. <laughs> yeah. um, so you want you want good fats. You need probiotics. So whether you get that in in like a yogurt form. Um, so I quite like the vegan. Um, well, we'll say um, yeah, it's vegan. Yeah, but the cocoa one. Oh, I love that one. I've just literally it's just arrived this morning. Yeah. The kefir as well that comes yeah. with the probiotics and it's very good. Yeah, so have you tried the Biomel as well? Oh, I know. Oh, I have. That vegan kefir. Oh, my God, it's like, it's amazing. Is it good, the stuff in it, though? Is it actually beneficial, the stuff in that? Because I have had that. It's really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. I like the cacao ones, if if I'm not at home and drinking my own. Um, Yeah, yeah, really good. So they've got cultures in. So that's a good option for vegans. Okay. Um, uh, And And fermented foods, would you recommend, like, because I I find... They react with me a bit. My husband, like, can drink, um, you know, kombucha and all this stuff. But I find it yeah. feels quite, feels I feel a bit sicky after I eat it. Is that? Yeah, <laughs> so it doesn't, prebiotics don't always, fermented foods are prebiotic foods. So depending on which strain, you're obviously, you've mm. got a nasty bacteria in there that we need to kill off, basically. Right. Which we can talk about another time if you want. It's a bit lengthy, so I better not just start <laughs> yeah, that yeah. one just take the whole time. Um. But yeah, so we would kill said bacteria off and then you would be able to have it. So it would be that you're never going to have it again. But for now, if people find that they are bloating with fermented foods, sauerkraut, kimchi, um, you know, miso, all that sort of stuff, it's a prebiotic that they just they just can't have at the moment. Right. And then I would start early. Mm, that's good. Then. Yeah. That's so then you'd, you'd cut out the prebiotics. But then if you can, I mean, for the people that don't really understand the difference between pre and probiotics, we'll just say probiotics are a flower yeah Mm -hmm. so they're the flower and for the flower to grow you need prebiotics so you could take probiotics every day of your life but if you don't have any prebiotics in your diet or as supplements within five days all your probiotics will have fallen out your bum so yeah so you you basically (laughs) need to create the environment for those prebiotic strains to want to stay and live so what you're doing when I say rotating the probiotic strains, you'll take one for two months. Then because there's prebiotics present or should be in your gut, that will then make a garden for that and it'll keep going. Okay. So then don't keep going with that because then you'll just grow too much and there'll be an imbalance in your gut bacteria. So then you introduce another strain, your prebiotics will like make that flourish in that garden and that's how it all works. Interesting. It's a little so, ecosystem, isn't it? It's a tiny ecosystem. little ecosystem. Yeah. So yeah. prebiotics are the soil, so for the flower to grow. It's quite a good way for people to think about. So prebiotic foods, yes, they are fermented, or you could get like the inside of the banana skin. 
and scrape that into the kids' breakfast. Oh, right. That's a prebiotic. You've got garlic, yeah, and ginger. Mm. They're prebiotics as well. Um, now, do you find do your do, does the garlic affect you? Do you feel more bloated with garlic? Um, it's not. I love garlic. I absolutely love it. I feel like I need it. So, um, but yeah, maybe if I ate you know too much of it probably anything like that if I go too much of anything it kind of can bloat me out so I have to just keep to a balanced state of any kind of foods um yeah I try I try to make a soup you know I'll put all the ginger in lentils um <laughs> mushrooms um anything that I feel like would be really really beneficial ginger as I said that already garlic and so on and coriander and I'll kind of make a big broth and I, I say every week guys have this and I'll sometimes blitz it up for Ocean, even though he's fine with chunky stuff. It just means I know he'll take it up a little bit quicker and not quicker, but he'll eat, he'll eat it all. But I find that um, I'm OK with all those types of things, but I don't think I've got a very good probiotic system in me at all. So I need to talk to you about that. And yeah, on, you need to get WhatsApp. more probiotics. Basically, I need to do that with you now as well. I'd say that most people, though, have some sort of like deficiency yeah. of some kind. And well, I know before we came on the podcast, we were chatting a little bit about candida as well. And I think that's, I have so many people who message me because I've had struggled with rosacea, like skin issues where you get like butterfly redness on your skin. I get so many people messaging me like, yeah, I struggle with that. And like outpours of um, spots and different things coming up and with stress. And is it something then? can I ask if um say if you're doing all these amazing supplementation programs let's say I get on all the right probiotics and prebiotics and all this and if I'm still living a really stressful life you know burning myself out working 50 hours a week not really doing much mental health care um would it still would it still have a positive effect on you or do you think it's a balance Uh, it 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 goes back to digestive enzymes so with stress Mm. You um you kill your digestive enzymes with lack of sleep. You kill your digestive enzymes. Okay. As we get over thirty, our digestive enzymes become less efficient. We are sponsored today by Supernova Living, an amazing wellness powder that is packed full of adaptogenic herbs and proteins. It's got red maca, wild chaga, ashwagandha, and so much more. I literally in the morning just shake it up with my gorgeous almond milk and it's just fresh and ready for the day to get you feeling plant powered and ready. So if you want to try this amazing organic powder, just head over to supernovaliving.com and use the code with intention to get your 20% off. Enjoy everyone. So do we need more sleep then, I guess, or not not really like that? You need more sleep. Yeah, you need more sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So so, uh, as for that, yes, take prebiotics, take probiotics. Um, take fish oils or catch-free omega-3s. Um, you know, you also need to look at, honestly, digestive enzymes are key. So how could you naturally do it if people are, well, I'm not, t- I'm not taking tablets for this, tablets for that, tablets for the other. It's lifestyle. You yeah. know, it is lifestyle. It is reduced stress. Or it is, you know, at least let your body catch up or your mind catch up when you're eating. Do you eat on the run? Are you thinking about something else? Are you writing emails and doing texts whilst you're eating? Mm. Are you trying to sort the kids out, shouting at them to come downstairs because they're about to go to a hobby and get your food in? And we all know what busy mum life is. You know, oh, busy dad life. Sorry, that was, that was, <laughs> yeah. that was wrong, but I needed to just correct myself. Um, you know, you need to think, right, no, this is really important. It's important family time. We have to sit down, talk about our day, get a gratitude jar, something that brings you back down to spending some time in that moment. Sit there and look at your food. Use what we've been given, what we've been born with. Use your eyes. 
use your fingers, use your senses. So that is one. And when I'm working with kids and stuff, I'm like, you know, we need to, yes, digestive enzymes and supplement are great. But really what we want is the body to realize that it can make them itself. So the way we do that is one, we move it into the parasympathetic nervous system through senses, through smell, through touch, through sight. As an adult, we can ask our unconscious mind, what can I taste? Oh, I can taste the garlic in that. Oh, there's lots of, are they sun-dried tomatoes? I know it sounds odd, but I don't know. Where, well, some people will understand the subconscious and conscious mind. Um, and other people are like, oh, I don't know about this. But I try and explain it as your unconscious mind doesn't know where you are or what you're doing at any time. It's got no eyes. It's got no senses. It doesn't know if it's safe or not. So it could be in fight or flight panicking. We need to digest in a calmer nervous system. So we need to tell that subconscious mind, it's okay. You are safe. You are fine. You are here. You are now in this present moment eating. And and we need to, all, our subconscious and, and conscious mind has to be a team together to go, okay. And then you move into the calmer nervous system. And that's where you digest your food. That so is if- so right, though, because I think so many people more than ever just sit on the phone. Do you see it? I mean, I own like a cafe literally just sat sat there just tweet and I do it myself you know we all we all do it at times but to be able to sit down and have a family meal that is such I love that from our old tradition where you know I really think that everyone should have a family meal at a table together no iPads no screens and like you say just one thing you're grateful for that was one of my resolutions this year just to and thank you food like give some gratitude before you eat it because if you take a pause it like resets your nervous system to go Okay, I'm about to eat. I'm about to. And well, I'm this here. is what's so important. I think the problem. I mean, I run a lot of Wim Hof courses with mm. a friend of mine, and and this is all about fight or flight, and us physically being able to move ourselves from the fight or flight, you know, sympathetic nervous system into the karma one. Because I think the problem with us now, we just live in high stress all the time, so our bodies can't break down food, so then we don't get the fuel we're eating. All we get is is bad guts and feed bad bacteria. We're like too efficient for our own good. I feel like I, I do it sometimes. I'm like, well, I've got I've got this moment. So I'm having a coffee and I've got a break. I, I can I can do a hundred things miles an hour and you're like on the phone yeah, while you're emailing. Think, like, as, like busy mums, like, I know exactly what you're saying because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I've got an hour to myself. I'll smash them emails and then I'll feel so much better afterwards. You do. We you all do, do, don't we? <laughs> and and you're just ramping your nervous system up more. Um, or you're running you know, around the house trying to clean up before the kids come yeah. home. But then actually, if you'd just taken 10 minutes to do a meditation or gone on a walk, you sometimes realise, could that stuff wait? Could it wait? Like, yeah. does, do I need to have an immaculate house? Do I, Because we have so much pressure in our society that we have to keep things perfect. Actually, these things can wait. And I think when you go on holiday, you do kind of switch off, you know, if you go abroad or something like that. You can just switch off because you're away from your home, but we need to learn yeah. to actually have pauses in our day where we go. Actually, my doula said so. I'm just preparing for my birth now. She says, I think it's called the no no diet. Um, she says I want you to say no to everything for like two weeks. Just you know, if people if things come up, if an email comes up, you know, obviously you can't do it for ev- like absolutely everything, but try and just say no more and go into yourself because yeah this is your time you'll never get it back no I did this I did this when I was pregnant I said no to a few in fact I actually cancelled my blessing away oh yeah you did didn't you yeah I was feeling Mm -hmm. really overwhelmed so I um 
there was a lot going on. Uh, I won't go into it, but I actually said no. And I hadn't seen friends for a very long time because of COVID. And it was an opportunity to see so many friends and reconnect. But I wasn't in the headspace. And I just needed to just retreat and retract. And and I, I still feel guilty about pulling it because I think... Oh, some you my, shouldn't. It's right. No, but you I think some it. of my friends certainly weren't too happy with me. But But I just, I needed that space. And I was like, no, I'm not doing this. N-O. And I just... I just didn't do it even though I really wanted to I love celebrating yours the other day and obviously we went to our friends yeah. and it was beautiful that we went to as well but I just it is it's learning to say no now I know Nikki right next to you you've got loads of bottles <laughs> I don't know you can <laughs> see this because I want to just uh, wrap this up really beautifully about some of the things that you like to take um in your diet if you want if you're happy to share some of oh, your yeah. your favorites maybe like for your kids health as well because i know you've got well, two children so, and, and for you first but let's like, do you well. and then your yeah. kids obviously let's do me first <laughs> right well so i i do at the moment i'm taking actiflex which is a dairy-free um probiotic it's combined with botanical herbs that uh, support your adrenals for stress and your liver for detoxification. And they also have digestive enzymes in them. So basically everything I've just said, you can take in one tablet. So um, it's a company called the Positive Science People. Will you be able to put a link on so I can give you yes. a code for 10% off everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what I'm taking. I'm also, I'm 40 and I'm thinking I need to start sort of um, making sure before I move into perimenopause, my estrogen is going to drop. Estrogen is an amazing food for a well for a strain that I told you before, lactobacillus. Mm. So I'm thinking my reproductive organs need a bit of a bit of a cleanse and you know a bit of an uplift, shall we say? So I'm on something called Biome Fem from something it's from a company called Invivo. So I'm trying to just give all my reproductive organs a bit of a spring clean. Um, I'm also on some mushrooms called Biointestine because I'm, I'm deciding that I'm doing my gut at the minute so these are from a company called Hifastiterra so Hifastiterra are amazing they have the most well they have the best quality mushrooms I know out of every company I work with I shouldn't really say that but they are they're amazing I work with them with any oncology clients um it's it's amazing for during cancer treatments whether you are doing conventional or not and then post-recovery and then preventative um they have an amazing array of things going on but they also have a great range of children's uh, supplements children's mushrooms which claire i know you're on you're finding really really good you're on dr i mean no you're on um dr gp aren't you yeah we so switched it over two. yeah yeah so you, they've got two which is good to keep swapping over because they're also prebiotics so mushrooms are a prebiotic and they help with mucosal lining and the building of your membrane in your gut which is another integral part of brain health well, I think so, we could do a podcast just on mushrooms one time, Claire. I, oh, I, 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 could talk, I could talk forever on mushrooms. I mean, we'd love to I, do that. Yeah, I'm a, they are so intelligent. I they know. Are literally, I mean, they were here before dinosaurs. The intelligence that they have, we need to just reap in. They can come in and sort us right out. They communicate between a whole living biosphere of. They are li- they're literally amazing. And then, obviously, I have my get up and go every morning, which I find amazing. So I'll take this in the morning. It's got matcha in. It's got something called D-ribose, which is a nootropic that gives you ATP production. So that gives you more energy. But the the thing about this nootropic is it doesn't boost your insulin or your cortisol. So it doesn't ramp up sugar cravings. You don't get peaked up to drop off and then think I need to eat something bad. 
Um, and it gives you energy within 20 minutes, which is what we all need in the morning. So athletes are using it as well to train hard. Okay. But then it's also got, got something called black macarin. So that's an adaptogenic herb. It's also an aphrodisiac for anyone who wants to know about it. But um, it's good for endurance and strength. So you've got something that picks you up straight away. But then at the same time, you've got something that keeps your energy levels going throughout the day. And then I've got matcha in, which I'm sure you know is amazing. So matcha is full of antioxidants. It's amazing. But it's got something called L-thiamine in. So L-thiamine, instead of having a coffee... That yeah, then, get rid of the again, coffee. <laughs> Bring on the matcha. Yeah, yeah, well, it is. You know, the coffee, high in caffeine, got nothing else going on, and it shoots you up and then drops you off at the end of a cliff, and you're like... Ugh. Whereas matcha... It keeps it you going, does doesn't it? That stimulation, yeah. But because it's got this thing called L-thiamine in, it then just creates clarity and space within your mind because it calms your nervous system down. Amazing. So is that, have I got, I've got slightly, in. I've got slightly different stuff in mind now, haven't I? Because I'm breastfeeding. Yeah, you've got no guarana in yours. We've seen yours with it. No guarana. <laughs> yeah, <we should laughs> yeah, very clearly on the packet. Though for those that can't see, it's it's very, very clearly <laughs> stating that Claire's not allowed that at all. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it does have can... a small amount of guarana in, which is a very good uplift. It's great um, that you can kind of um, diversify that and do it like for each client, do it differently though. That's amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a massive count, you know, I'm not a massive company of, you know, that I'm making massive. <laughs> yeah. So it is more tailored nutrition, but that's what I do. I do, you know, you contact me, I'll give you a consultation. We'll have a very lengthy talk about your history, your family history, genetics going on. We might do functional tests like hormone tests, stool tests for you, your kids, whatever. Then we make a plan, you know, and then I'll make things for you that are more specific for you, that aren't just generic for everybody. And but- and how do you deal? Sorry, to, uh, how do you deal with? Because I know you mentioned you touched on briefly about you. You know, you've got two children, one one who suffers a lot with seizures, and and how do you find balance? I know you found your husband's had an injury lately as well. And how do you find balance in your life? Like, do you have some daily rituals you do to fight to keep yourself calm, or do you find that the food alone? And nutrition no, it's not, to be honest whenever I do a plan and for me it's all mm. about lifestyle mm. you know yes I mean food's a massive thing but say for instance we mentioned magnesium baths and Claire you were going to mention about the bentonite clay that I use so that's not that I put that in the in the baths for the kids I make mm. clay for the kids so many people who don't know what bentonite clay is which probably most people don't it's it's um, a vulvic clay and it's highly uh, it's a highly negative compound um, so that's good in our bodies or around our bodies. So everything that's positive is like a metal and chemicals and toxins. So a bit like osmosis, it's negative and the positives are pulled into it. So using our skin as a tool, again, which is great, we can put bentonite clay into the bath. Make sure if you are buying it, either buy it from me or look for food-grade bentonite mm. clay that you can eat. Yeah, else you don't want that on your skin. If you don't eat it, don't put it on your skin. So just be careful there. And then you put it in the bath, only use a wooden spoon or a plastic spoon or shake it out of the bag. Because if you use a metal spoon, it will draw the metals ah. from the spoon into the clay. Okay. So I use this very much. I also run uh, liver and gut cleanses for adults every month. And I give them an awful lot of supplements and the, the bentonite clays within that when they're ingesting it to pull metals and toxins out of the liver and the blood. And that's done your the- Emmett's done your detoxes, just to add there. Emmett's been... He's loved your detox. He's done them twice, I think. Twice he's, he's done, done your... two, yeah. 
and he really benefits and your packaging's beautiful your setup is all very eco-friendly everybody out there that that might uh treat themselves to your your detox it's amazing and he really does benefit from it but it's it's and it's tasty as well but it's local oh, yeah my food's kind of a foodie my food's kind of good <laughs> it is. i need to I try, try this um, like, you, know, you know like just just like yeah i want you to enjoy the food I don't want some negative vibes coming from like, oh, it's another bland soup. But you, know? well, you, you do cater for <laughs> vegans and then you cater for people that aren't vegan. So you offer different yeah. different things for different so people. Both. Yeah, which yeah. is great. So, so we do the we do the clay at night. So me and the kids all do that. We do magnesium salts. And the kids know that's what they do. They get in the bath, they get the scoop, they shake it out. So it's also good that, that they are doing it as well. They know that that's what they do. They know that they sit and they don't. They know what supplements to take. They have their own tinctures and they take them. And I think a sense of responsibility there is good. So they feel Very empowered, empowered in yes. looking after themselves. Mm. Um, yeah, we 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 read every night. We tend tend not to to watch TV late at night or anything like that. You know, try and let our nervous systems come down. I use um my I use crystals. You know the um uh Shungjai crystals at night to reduce the EMFs in the bedroom. Mm. um so they're like the black pyramid i've got one i'm looking at one right now because i'm moving a load of electrical equipment out of this room i'm I'm in ocean's room at the moment and i'm not happy about it in here and i've got one on the plugs because i'm really paranoid yeah well i i I mean i i was quite paranoid about it but then when my daughter starts having seizures you know then the kids that are more sensitive tend to be a lot more reactive to emf so you can now get a reader, I'm, can't you? And you can go around the house and check behind the bed. Yeah. And it bleeps so loud. I, I did my house. I was surprised. Like the wall behind our bed. And all I needed to do was pull our bed out, like half a meter away from the wall. And then it didn't come near your head. Well, yeah. obviously you can put other things in as well. But you can get spots. I don't know if you've ever seen spots. So I um, use a company like called Smart Dot. And they've got different ones. These ones that I'm hanging out here are. They're the ones that you put on your phone. Oh, yes, I've got one. I didn't yeah, know if these would actually work. Do they actually work? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're supposed to. A lot of the tests that they do, they've realised that. that they they try they sort of push the EMF back into the phone. Right. So the head doesn't get as hot. I mean, try and use your phone on speaker. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep the keep the phone away. Uh, or if you are using um, earphones, use the one that Claire's Claire's got in now. So they're just the wires. Don't use the Bluetooth ones. They're horrific. Oh, yeah. They're not the good ones, are they? My husband, like, he goes on a run. He just has his phone on the speaker because he, he, he didn't put them in his ears. So he's like, oh, the Bluetooth. Yeah, no, I mean, they're really bad. There was a research thing that mm. came out not so long ago. And that was, you know, uh, we know that we have brain tissue damage. Is it from, uh, I think it's like 0.5 or something or 1.5. Mm. Um, and all like their wired headphones are like below 1.5. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, then, I can't remember the exact things, but it was like they were nine and eleven. The two, te- the two that they tested, and it's like after point five damage in your brain. It's, it's, it's terrifying. Space. It's actually terrifying. But actually, I'm so glad we've had this chat because actually, I think we need another one with you just to do a whole <laughs> yeah, other, about yeah. EMFs and everything else. But it, we have this tradition on our show where April pulls some cards just just to close the. You know, oh, great. Which, the episode. which do you want today? So we've got the Empowered Woman cards or the Wild Offering cards. You <laughs> oh, let's choose. go wild. Wild. Yeah. Let's go wild. I love it. Um, right, let's see. So what are we asking it? So a little intention for this for, for the week ahead. Yeah. Week let's ahead. Just, let's, let's see what comes it. up. Okay. 
Uh, grab one. Oh, so actually, this is an interesting one on hardship in our lives, which I don't usually get. These are usually very positive, but we have to embrace it. So may I embrace what's happening right now? Oh my as goodness. baffling as it might be, um, help me to trust where I am, that it's guiding me. And it says, um, embrace the hardship. There we go. Well, I mean, I'm not being funny. That is out for me right now, isn't it? Yeah, so, you have a lot going on right now. Yeah, so my husband's obviously jumped, finally had a seizure on Saturday, and mm, my right. husband jumped over the park railings to get to her because she stopped breathing. So it's quite, it's quite, it's quite. We need it's a very imminent thing. We need to sort out with her. Um, and he broke his leg in two places and dislocated his ankle. So yes, I am going through some hardship at the moment, and I am. I think I feel like I feel like I am positive about we'll be fine and but yeah it's, it's you are yeah, such an inspiration even being on today <laughs> and you know sharing your gifts with the world like with going through all of that behind the scenes I mean it's amazing and, and how do you deal with all of this like with say when your little one does have a seizure like have you found things that do help like it's because I know I know a few friends that have just their kids have been diagnosed with epilepsy like is there anything you'd recommend that do you find helpful um yeah I mean I've I've been working to be honest Saturday was the first seizure she's had in a year and a half mm. so I do believe that what we've been doing and working on that I've you know I've tested I've tested her hormones I've tested her gut health you know we've we've had DNA tests we've seen what else is going on around the scenes mm-hmm. and then it's also you know your friends that have got got kids with epilepsy they'll be taking certain me- medications as well so I, I would like to work with these parents to help them support the secondary effects that medications are giving the kids. Does so, yours take medication as well? A very not? low level of yeah. medication, yeah. yeah, which they want to up, but mm. I think I'm managing to keep it down yeah. with the supplements that I'm also complementing. So that's that, that's where I'm at, and I, and I do and I really want to help these parents that are, you know, well, the, the side effects of a lot of the medications are gut health issues. Which then transpire to, you know, uh, mental health issues, social, you know, social interactions, learning at school becomes all sorts of things like that. And it's all mental health. And you think we could we could improve the gut position so much better to support the mental health. And I do believe some of these secondary issues that do come up with kids on medication could be reduced. Oh, it's amazing that you're doing this work because it's so needed. And there's so many kids that are struggling and and parents parents as well parents that are struggling and what we'll do is we'll link on here so everybody can get in touch with you and and if they want to book obviously a session with you or whatever they can get in touch and talk to you and see see what you can do together but I think it's been so informative I genuinely mean that we should do another one because I think there's there's so much more to talk about and it's almost like we've just we've just sort of teetered around the edge a little bit here today to give people a taster of what we could explore and beyond but maybe some listeners can tell us what they would like more of and then we can explore that yeah we could like yeah we could sort of tailor a talk to what they most want to hear about did you hear that people so anything that you want to (laughs) explore with us email in drop us a message and then we'll we'll certainly do that so I just want to thank everybody for today, for listening. And to all our listeners out there, thank you so much for all your reviews, uh, for sharing our podcast and um, welcoming all our guests so warmly. And this has been brilliant today, Nikki. Thank you it's so much. It's so informative. I think we're all going to be pleasure. rushing out. I love to it. Get probiotics. <laughs> My mind is officially blown. 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's the problem, isn't it? I just don't shut up. <laughs> no, it's amazing. You've got so much wisdom and you need to share it with the world. It's in, in, It's so inspiring. Thank you. Thanks so much. If you've enjoyed listening to With Intention, why not give us a fabulous rating? Help us connect with more like-minded people like yourselves and build out our fabulous community. Or subscribe to our podcast and you'll never miss an episode.